Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are headed back to the Columbia River Gorge, a place, of course, that we have discussed plenty here on the show. But today we'll be turning our attention away from Oregon's famed waterfall corridor, the beautiful Vista House, and all of our popular trails here in Oregon, and instead direct our attention across the Columbia River. Yeah, Jim, you know, it seems like the Washington side of the gorge is often overlooked, uh, not just by those of us here in Oregon, but also by people maybe who are touring the gorge for the first time. And I get it. Right. You have Multnomah Falls, all of the waterfalls, mm-hmm. you have Eagle Creek, all on the Oregon side. But there is so much great to see on the Washington side of the gorge. And to be honest, they're, they're basically just two different flavors of the same natural attraction. Yeah. I mean, I remember kind of going through some of those landscapes for the first time and just being like, my gosh, what is this? This is a completely different landscape, completely different feel. And entirely different, mind you, than what you're going to see, at least in kind of the lushest, greenest portions of the Oregon side of the gorge. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of this has to do with sort of the geography and the geology of this area. So, I mean, you have, you know, on the Oregon side, those tall cliffs, those really steep cliff faces, some of the really dark, deep canyons that are just filled with waterfalls and trees and forests, kind of on the south side of the Columbia River. On the north side of the river, though, you have some more of these sloping hills, some more of these taller peaks from which you can get great views of the Columbia River and some, you know, nice little areas that are kind of back there in the rolling hills behind the river. So it's a different kind of landscape entirely than you're used to seeing on the Oregon side. And I think that's what makes it so cool. Once you're used to seeing the waterfall corridor, you can just hop across the river and get a totally different landscape. For sure. So today we're going to give a rundown of kind of, hey, if you have been disregarding the Washington side of the Columbia River Gorge, disregard no more, take some tips and go out and explore these places if you haven't already. And let's start, Jamie, where we often start, which is kind of trails and outdoor destinations. So, of course, you have kind of the maybe most famous. Uh, you have Dog Mountain, for example, a trail that we've talked about. Oh, yeah. A mountain we've talked about and a trail to the top that we've referenced uh, before here on the show. We have other favorites like Hamilton Mountain, of course, the beautiful Beacon Rock. This is a long, long list. But, Jamie, where would you start if you had to pick one? Where would you direct folks? One of the first places I take folks, especially if they have not been to the Washington side of the gorge or not been to the gorge at all, 
is actually Wind Mountain. Mm. And this is kind of a, a little bit of an overlooked spot, which is just to the west of Dog Mountain. So it's it's really close to one of the most popular sites, but it's a little less, or I should say probably a lot less visited. It's a nice trail. I like it because it's not a super steep or difficult hike to the top. It doesn't take forever to get there. So just within, you know, a quick couple of miles, you're up there at this really nice viewpoint that looks either way down the Columbia River. So you get this really, really great view. And it's for those who don't know the Columbia River Gorge that well, you get a nice look and sort of a nice introduction into what that landscape looks like. Mm -hmm. And without the crowds and uh, Mm -hmm. maybe the weekend permitting system that is in effect this time of year at Dog Mountain. The downside, of course, for Wind Mountain, as opposed to nearby Dog, is, Jamie, it is not the wildflower destination, as we've discussed, uh, that Dog Mountain is here on, on a previous show. Right. You're, you're missing some of that expansiveness that Dog Mountain has. And like you said, that, that color from the wildflowers. Wind Mountain has sort of a, a rockier um, top to it, um, loose boulders and that sort of thing, which is really cool. But you're right, Jim, you're missing some of that natural beauty that Dog Mountain is so famous for. But of course, the natural beauty on Wind Mountain, not in short supply, to say the least. Jamie, another one that I know you and I both really enjoy and is a relatively quick hop from the Portland area Hamilton Mountain, a nice, reasonably lengthy hike. I don't have the exact distance in front of me, but something in the sevens or eights, I believe, you know, to the top and back. Fairly moderate hike, though, you know, definitely something that's going to get your blood pumping a little bit and the potential for just expansive views on your way up there. Yeah, Jim, you're just right about there. It's about, I do a sort of a six mile up and back hike on, on Hamilton Mountain. And you can add a little bit of distance to that if you want. But this is one of my go-to, like, I'm getting myself into shape for hiking season hikes. You know, it's, I consider it moderately difficult. There definitely is, um, you know, a lot of climbing up sort of these steeper trails, but it's not anything like you're, you know, you're not scrambling. Um, you're not going up these loose talus slopes. There's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But the views all along Hamilton Mountain are just fantastic. There are several different viewpoints that are worth stopping and could make endpoints each of their own right. Mm-hmm. But you get just one after the other after the other. So it is just a phenomenal hike. And that's not to mention a waterfall just off the trail as well. So, I mean, I think this is one of, honestly, I think it's one of the best destinations in the gorge on either side of the river. Very much so. And something that, you know, we've talked a lot about on the show, uh, you know, picking off a hike you can do maybe after work, Mm -hmm. after education, you know, after whatever it is your kind of daytime uh, predominant activity is, you can sneak out there. And I have done, you know, uh, a, a really nice, Hamilton mountain trip after finishing up a work day or, you know, whatever it was, a a weekday evening type hike. Also a a pretty reasonable run as well. If trail running is your Mm -hmm. kind of thing, definitely some steep sections, you know, I'm not going to be out here like, Oh, I ran the whole thing, but pretty, pretty fun destination. So continuing on through our list, Jamie, a couple other kind of formations, uh, big kind of uh, eye catching spots that we need to mention here. For kind of a shorter hike, uh, something that you want to get really wowing views, maybe a sunset view or a sunrise view, Beacon Rock, Jamie, can't be beat. Yeah, Beacon Rock is just right there at the base of Hamilton Mountain. So it also makes sort of a nice add-on if you want to do Hamilton Mountain. But even right there from some of the parking lots and um, there's a small boaters campground just below it. The state park proper has lots of places for good views, you know, whether you're popping out of your car and you want a couple of minutes or you want to spend a little bit more time exploring. 
And Jim, Beacon Rock was closed for a while, the trail that leads along the side of the rock itself. But that appears to be back open now, which is a really nice option for folks who just want to get some good views and a really different kind of trail on the Washington side of the gorge. Absolutely so. One of those quick hops up that you can do, just like I said, for maybe a sunset or something. Mm -hmm. Not a huge commitment time-wise. Easy parking right off the side of the road. And you you get up pretty fast. It is not the easiest hike you're ever going to do. Um, But a quick one at that and a a spot where you you can kind of park yourself at the top and get really uh, a spectacular sunset. And Jim, while we're talking about Beacon Rock, I want to give a quick shout out to Doach Ranch, if I'm pronouncing that right. Mm. It is just before you reach Beacon Rock, if you're approaching it from the west, um, you'll see a sign for Doach Ranch Road. And it is technically part of the park, but it's just a nice little sort of riverside trail right on the Columbia River. And you can get some great views just walking right out of your car. You walk maybe a quarter of a mile out to the river. Really nice spot if you're looking to picnic or just have a casual time sitting along the river. Absolutely so. And Jamie, a couple other spots we should mention, but again, we can't hit all of these here. Cape Horn, a great place to just simply pull off the side of the road and take in the view or do some hiking yourself. Catherine Creek, Table Mountain, if you're in for a big day. Yeah, we should say Table Mountain is definitely a big day kind of hike. I think that is one of the real big day, one of the tougher hikes in the gorge, which is saying a lot. You know, I did it one time and it, it was extremely difficult. That is one where you are doing some scrambling at points and climbing up steep hills that I mean, I don't know that I've hiked steeper hills <laughs> anymore in the gorge than I have. That's saying something. At Table yeah. Mountain. That's saying something. This is a man who is uh, partially paid to hike here. Uh, And (laughs) to say he's never done steeper, that's that's notable. I actually have not been to the top of Table Mountain. I've been in that vicinity, but have uh, turned off and gone elsewhere. Extremely beautiful. The viewpoints up there have to be astounding. And just one other spot that I would like to uh, shout out before we keep it moving here is the Sinkline Mountain Bike Trail area, otherwise known as kind of the Coyote Wall area. Mm-hmm. Kind of these, I, I don't even know exactly how I would put a finger on describing this area, but a really wide open, almost meadow-like features with trails kind of zigging and zagging through and wide open views of the Columbia. Just kind of a spot that is maybe a little bit of a sleeper in terms of uh, popularity. I may be wrong there, but really is quite wowing. Yeah, it's, it's in that nice spot in the gorge where it starts to transition into sort of the high desert mm-hmm. side of things, where really you start getting from western into eastern Oregon. And so you end up with those grassier open areas that turn brown in the um, summer and in the fall. But it's kind of set against those basalt features that are kind of rugged as well. It's a really, really cool spot. Well, Jamie, we've covered a bunch of spots, and there are several more on our list that we just don't have time to get to here. But uh, I think we gave folks a pretty good teaser We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we are going to talk about some more places to visit that you don't need hiking boots for and some other activities you might want to keep in mind. All right, folks, we are back detailing some of the many reasons to visit the Washington side of the Columbia River Gorge. And before the break, we talked all about different places to go hiking on the Washington side of the gorge. But Jamie, there is a lot more to do on the Washington side than just lace up your boots, your trail shoes, whatever you may. 
and hit the trail. So I would like to start with just a little drive, if you will, crossing over the Columbia River at Cascade Locks on the Bridge of the Gods, Jamie. Dare I say, I I know we are a bridge uh, heavy state, a place where a lot of folks have a lot of allegiances to their favorites. The Bridge of the Gods may be the most spectacular. It's definitely one of them. Yeah, it's certainly one of, I think, the best known bridges in Oregon, especially outside of Portland. Uh, You know, those who hike the Pacific Crest Trail Mm -hmm. know it um, extremely well, of course, crossing from Oregon into Washington. It was featured in, you know, Wild, of course, great movie showing that bridge off. It's a really cool spot just to look at, to drive across. If you're looking for a bridge to cross to the Washington side, why not make a Bridge of the Gods? I think it's a really cool opportunity. And honestly, probably the best named bridge Mm, in Oregon. You can't beat Bridge of the Gods. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're going to just pull a name, you know, name a bridge just out of coolness, I mean, (laughs) come on, Bridge of the Gods, I don't know that you can do better, really. So that is a great, beautiful, you know, slow drive over the bridge. Everyone but the driver can, of course, revel in the surroundings Mm -hmm. and really, really take it in, pay your toll, and uh, then you're over on the Washington side. So you have access to all the things we are going to talk about here next. So. Jamie, I mean, we can jump all over the board here. We have Columbia Hills State Park. Mm-hmm. We've got the Columbia Gorge Interpretive Center. We've got some other things. Uh, where do you want to take this here? What's a, a top pick of yours? You know, one of the ways I like to explore the gorge in general is by sort of exploring the history of the Chinook and peoples who lived there. And I think it's a really a great way to not only learn about the indigenous populations who lived here first, but you can see a lot of these different destinations that explain that history on the Washington side. So, Jim, like the places you mentioned, Bridge of the Gods, the name itself ties back to a Chinook and legend. Columbia Hills State Park has petroglyphs that you can um, sign up for tours to go see um, from those people. The Columbia Gorge Interpretive Center, aside from talking about the white legacy on the Columbia River, also talks about the indigenous history there as well. So I think all those places you mentioned are great spots to stop off and check out. In addition to just all these other places, I mean, I think you can kind of go with your curiosity and really just look for anywhere that um, strikes your interest. But also just, you know, make sure to check out I don't know, any and all of these places. It's kind of hard to narrow down, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to do. And and really, I mean, we're taking a pretty broad brush, so to speak, to an entire swath of of beautiful country that uh, really, I mean, we could break this up into several different podcast episodes, right? So, Jamie, we do have some other kind of destinations, different themes to hit on on the Washington side. Obviously, there's lots of things to learn about the history. Also, other active things to do. The fishing opportunities in the gorge, obviously extremely strong, right? Uh, Lots Mm -hmm. of fishing to be done, something that I don't know a lot about. Jamie, I don't know that you're an angler. Uh, I don't know that you have a lot of fishing background, but obviously... Not so much, no. Plenty of opportunities to do so out in the gorge. And then rafting, Jamie, Uh, the White Salmon River is a primo destination for getting some rafting in. Yeah, and whitewater kayaking as well. They Mm -hmm. they removed a dam that was on the White Salmon River for a while, and it opened up that river and uh, made it a lot wilder, a lot freer, and it has since become a go-to destination for those looking for a little white water just off the gorge. I was out there one time um, just getting pictures of the river from one of the parks, and I saw some like 
you know, Red Bull-sponsored whitewater kayakers coming down the river. So, I mean, it is definitely a destination that people in that sport know all about and make it a point to visit. You know, Jamie, it's not often that you see, at least, I guess maybe for me, not often that I see whitewater kayakers out and about. But every time I do, you know, the small number of times maybe... Uh, I can only th- actually think of one off the top of my head, but you have to stop and watch. It is such a visually appealing activity. So cool. Folks make it look, you know, if they're doing it well, make it look so smooth. Something I have no experience in whatsoever. And Jamie, I've said before, no more hobbies. Uh, you don't get to pick up any more <laughs> hobbies, but man, that looks fun. And such a beautiful setting to do it along the white salmon there. Just absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous country. So we would be remiss too, Jamie, if we didn't touch on kind of one final thing, which is the wine and beer scene in the gorge. Of course, great on the Oregon side, also superb on the Washington side. Absolutely. Some really, really excellent wineries throughout the gorge. You know, people think about the Willamette Valley being wine country, but there's actually some great wine in the gorge as well. And of course, I mean, this is this is beer country. You can find excellent breweries all up and down Highway 14 on the Washington side of the gorge. Walking Man Brewery in Stevenson. Um, you have Backwoods there and Carson uh, and just places all up and down there. So, you know, obviously drive responsibly, but check those breweries out as you go. Jamie, lots of good stuff. I am motivated to continue to explore that little slice of our backyard, uh, which, like you said, uh, a lot of folks may, uh, you know, may not turn to first for their outdoor destination or their day out in the gorge having a, a meal and a, a brew on a patio somewhere. But man, there is so much to do, so much to explore. And uh, just a little different flavor on the Washington side. Exactly. People would definitely be doing themselves a disservice by not checking out Washington. So next time you're out in the gorge, cross the river, cross the Columbia and get over there and check it out. There's so much to see over there. You've got it, my man. Well, until next time here on the show, folks, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or a review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killen. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen. <laughs>